Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin in The Marriage. With the conviction that marriage remains the most popular domestic arrangement between friendly people, NBC takes pleasure in presenting one of the most distinguished couples of the American theater, Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin, transcribed as Liz and Ben Marriott in the love and laughter of the marriage. Time, Albert Einstein tells us, is relative. He arrived at this axiom mathematically by observing the structure of the atom and the nature of the universe. I reached the same conclusion by observing my ten-year-old son, Pete. It was Friday night a while back, and Emily was off to the movies. Ben came into the living room with a towel in his hand. Look at this. What happened? It's all red. Maybe Pete cut himself shaving. He was locked in there for a solid 40 minutes. It's shoe polish. This is one of four towels stained. Oh. The place looks like an operating room at the Paula Clinic. Pete! What? Come out here a minute, dear. I'm busy. He's busy. Pete! All right, I'm coming. I was practicing tying a bow tie. Pete! How about this? It glows in the dark. Want to come in the closet and try it? Hey, come back here. Look, what do you call this? Shoe polish. Ox blood. It isn't really ox blood. They just call it that. I know. I didn't think you'd slaughtered an ox in the bathtub. What were you doing, dear? Polishing my shoes. But your shoes are brown. Not anymore. Oh, no. They're sort of maroon. Very sporty. What's the idea of a shine tonight? Uh... I have to go to Charlie Harris's birthday. But that's tomorrow night for supper. Yeah. It's going to be a rotten party. Why? There'll be girls there. Oh. You go in and clean up the bathroom. Go ahead. Okay, Mom. Maroon shoes ought to go over big. Girls? What kind of girls would they have at a party of ten-year-old boys? Probably ten-year-old girls. <laughs> He never shined his shoes for a party before, not without a fight. Well, he's growing up. Up to now, Pete's parties have been something like professional wrestling on television. Well, maybe it'll be more interesting with girls. Oh. Can I let him go with maroon shoes? That's an improvement. He wanted to go to the last one with a Space Patrol sweatshirt and sneakers. It's just as well if he wants to get ready himself. I'll be at the doctor's till five tomorrow. Something wrong? Oh, just the annual checkup. Ben... Do you realize that the kids will practically take care of themselves all weekend? Hooray. It's almost the way it was before we had the kids. You remember going out in the middle of the week? Playing tennis on Saturday morning? Oh. Liz, are our tennis records around here somewhere? Pete used them for snowshoes last year, remember? Oh, yeah, that was my idea. Oh, we really used to get away then, didn't we? Harrison Falls, the Cape. Well, we were at the Cape last summer. But with the kids, it's different. Emily gets bored. And Pete always wants good humors. Well, this summer, he's going to go to camp. And Emily could spend some time with Mother, or even be by herself. She'd love it. I have a couple of weeks coming in August. Can you imagine riding in the car without playing word games or counting cows? Why not? Liz, we're on the threshold of a new era of irresponsibility. <laughs> For a week or two in August, anyway. Oh, Ben, let's... Okay, let's. Oh, do you really think they're old enough? Mom. What is it, dear? I don't 
don't think I'm going to wear that blue suit tomorrow. You don't, but it's clean, dear. I know. What's wrong with the blue suit? I don't like it. But it's a lovely suit. But I'm not going to be the only kid there who hasn't got lapels. Now, Pete, that suit is perfectly... I think Peter's right. I wouldn't go to a party without lapels. Pete, you can wear your sports jacket with a fluorescent bow tie and maroon shoes. You'll outshine Adolphe Manjou. The house was quiet and empty all morning Saturday. Emily was off for the weekend with a friend, and Pete was stargazing at the planetarium with his classmate, Jose. When Ben came home that evening, I was just shipping Pete off to his supper party. Hi. On your way out, Pete? Sure, Pop. Have you got your handkerchief? Sure. One in my coat pocket and one for blowing. You sure you know how to get there? It's just a cross-town bus. You asked the driver to be sure to tell oh, you... Oh, Mom, I can get around on a bus. Well, goodbye, dear. Have a good time. I won't. Why not? It's a birthday party. With girls. Bye, Mom. Bye, Pop. Have you got Charlie's present? Sure. Goodbye. Close the door, Liz. <laughs> you know he... He made me press his pants over. You look pretty nice. Who tied that bow tie? I did. After he struggled with it for ten minutes. Listen, Liz, I had an hour to kill this afternoon, and I wrote for reservations at Harrison Falls and the Cape. Ben, come in the living room for a minute. Sure. I figured the last week in July and the first two in August. What's the matter, Liz? What is it? Ben, I'm pregnant. The doctor say that? He sent a test out last Monday. He had the results back from the lab. Oh. Is he sure? Well, he took some other tests for confirmation, but he had the report right there on the first one. I see. Well, well, that's fine, isn't it? Well, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Ben. Here, darling, come on. Come on, sit down. I'm all right, I... Sorry. Well. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, we were on the threshold of a new era. It is a little unexpected. I think I'll sit down. What's that about the plans of mice and men? Robert Burns. They use mice in the test. He sure? The test is 90-something percent accurate. Ben, throw me a cigarette. Sure. Now, now take it easy, darling. It's all right. I'm scared, Ben. I'm awfully scared. Why? Pete's ten years old. I, I don't remember anything about taking care of a baby. Well, that all comes back to you. Now, don't worry, darling. We had such plans for August. Oh, that's very Is funny. Is that when... Roughly. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't seem fair. Look, Liz, this isn't a tragedy. We're just upset about the inconvenience. Oh, I suppose so. What is there to it? We've been through it all before. We're that much ahead of the game. Well, we know all about formulas and changing and teething and, uh, colic. And... Liz. It... Liz. It just isn't fair to you. To me? Liz, we're a family. We'll work this thing out together. Don't worry, darling. Everything will be all right. I suppose so. 
Come on, Ben. Supper's ready. We sat through supper without mentioning it. We tried to keep up a light and gay conversation. It petered out somewhere around cocky time, and we both just sat there staring moodily into our cups. Finally, we we looked up and caught each other's eye. Pretty sorry lot, aren't we? I suppose so. Oh, it would have been a lovely vacation, darling. Maybe we could take it anyway. Oh, I don't think I'll be in the mood for tennis and long car rides. Oh. No, I guess not. Besides, we'll have expenses. Well, gives us another exemption for the income tax. Oh, every cloud has a silver exemption. What's that? Pete isn't due yet, is he? No, not till 9.30. I'll get it. You sit still. I'll get it. Hi, Ben. Peg. Well, this is a surprise. Didn't Liz tell you I was coming over? Oh, I clean forgot, Peg. Come on out in the kitchen. Any coffee left over? I'll fix it for you. Oh, don't bother. I'll get it. Where's Mike? Hartford. He's got a case before the circuit court. Liz, I've got them. Oh, you'll just love them, Liz. What's this all about? Oh, didn't Liz tell you? We're going to make a dress for each of us for summer. I've got the sewing machine just sitting there sneering at me. And we thought if we worked together, we'd make sure we finished before winter. Peg, I... I don't know if I'll have the time. I, I thought I might, but, um, oh, something's turned up. Liz, I've got the Vogue pattern book. I picked out one that you'll go nuts over. It, it's sort of a draped here, and then it goes into one of those armpier waistlines, you know, very, very thin. Um, what, what's the matter? What did I say? Nothing, nothing, Peg. It sounds like a lovely dress, but I don't think I'll feel very armpier this summer. But everybody will be wearing it. What is it? You and Ben look like something serious happened. Nothing, nothing really, Peg. I- is somebody sick, Liz? No, no, really. Oh, but something's wrong. Liz, is it the children? Ben, I suppose we'd better... Might as well. Well, what is it? Peg, we want you to be the first to know. What? We are expecting a little stranger. Hmm? I, I don't get it. Who... Liz. No. No. Uh-huh. We have it on very good authority. A doctor and a few mice. Oh, but but I... Is it good or bad? We're trying to get used to the idea ourselves. Oh, Liz. Liz, darling. As Pete says in moments of stress, what are you going to do? Well, I think you're being wonderful about it, Liz. Well, I'm trying. Well, don't worry about it, really. It happened to Mike's sister and everything worked out just fine. She had twins. Um... How nice. But but the odds are against Liz, really. Only only one birth in 80-something or other is twins. This year, we're very, very lucky. You're not kidding me or something, are you, Ben? No, we're not kidding you. So far, we're not even kidding ourselves. Well, we don't have to give up sewing something. Oh, I don't think oh, I... Oh, but you will. There's a section right in the back of the book here. I noticed one you'll just love. It's sort of draped here, and there just isn't... Any waistline at all. Peg stayed for about half an hour comforting me. 
As a matter of fact, I did like a few of the things in this section in the back of the book. At least I told myself I liked them. At 10 o'clock, Pete came home from his party and started into his room. Hey, wait a minute. You want me, Pop? How was the party, Pete? Yeah. Didn't you have a good time? I guess so. They had ice cream at Claire's. What did you do? Just horsed around. You know. I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I just horsed around. Well, we played touch football with the sofa pillow. Is that all? Later, we played some other game. But then we had to stop. Was it too rough? Oh, no. Charlie Harris broke the bottle. Good night. Bottle? Were they drinking? No, dear. Spinning. Oh. Uh, Pete, wait a minute. What, Mom? Well, you didn't tell us what happened. It's past my bedtime. You want me to come in later and tuck you in? Look, Mom, I'm tired. Let's not waste time. Good night. Pete marched off to his room, his bow tie glowing, and the lapels on his jacket pointing straight up smartly, the very model of a young bachelor after a gay evening. When Ben and I went to bed, I couldn't fall asleep for a while. I lay there with my eyes open and stared at the ceiling. Ben, do you like Daniel? Daniel who? The name, Daniel, Daniel Marriott. Oh, that's not bad. Daniel. Dan. Danny. How about Robin? For a boy, a girl, or a bird? You don't like Robin. We're not running an aviary. Now, Ben, we were conservative for the first two, Peter and Emily. Can't we have a little color for this one? How about Nebuchadnezzar, Marriott? That's colorful as all get out. <laughs> you know, it seems more like a person if you can think of it with a name. Which would you rather have, Liz? Boy or a girl? Uh, you're not supposed to have a preference. Well, as long as it's one or the other. How do you feel about it, Ben? Honestly. I don't know. No use being Pollyanna about it. No, no, there isn't. It's going to be quite a problem. Mm-hmm. Turn our whole lives upside down. Yeah, yeah, I will. Can't overlook that. No, no, you can't. How do you like Judas for a girl? I suppose the truth was... As we started living with the idea, it sort of sneaked up on us. Ben and I both tried very hard to adjust to the situation. And as a little time went by, we found it was getting a little easier. Someday we were alone again in the house, up to our necks in the Sunday times. Hey, look, Liz. Hmm? This ad. Convertible crib, playpen, bassinet. Hmm. What are you reading? Magazine section. There's an article on sibling rivalry. How to prepare the older child for the coming of the baby. It isn't very helpful, though. Why not? Well, the older child always seems to be about three years old. This crib thing reminds me, Liz, we've really got to start thinking seriously of where we're going to put everybody. I don't like to ask the kids to double up. And it isn't supposed to be good for the parents to share the room with the baby for any length of time. Mm -hmm. Liz, hand me the real estate section, will you? Apartments. Four bedrooms. You know, darling, this begins to get interesting. (laughs) 
gradually, I began to feel that this was an opportunity for me. I'd been awfully young when Emily was born. Both Ben and I had been tense and overprotective and, oh, heaven knows what else. It wasn't much better when Pete came along because there was five-year-old Emily to handle. Everything was hectic and trial and error. With this baby, I thought I could be calm. I could enjoy him or her. Monday night, Peg Simon dropped in again. Hello, Liz, darling. Hello, Ben. Hi. Hi, Peg. Mike's still in Hartford? Still, again. Well, how are things? Okay. I I couldn't sleep all weekend. Something wrong? Why don't you try hot milk at bedtime? I was thinking of you. That won't work as well as hot milk. I mean, I was worrying about you. Why? Well, you know. You mean the baby? There's nothing to worry about. Happens all the time. But... But, but aren't you upset about it? We're adjusting nicely. That's too bad, Peg. You wasted a couple of nights' sleep. Oh, you mean you're, you're resigned. Oh, not exactly resigned. We decided that it wasn't such a bad idea after all. There are advantages, you know. Oh? Oh. Oh, oh well, of course there are. Liz, I, I'm so happy for you, really. I, if that's the way you want it. Of course it is. We were even figuring out names. Names? Oh, I love thinking up names. You can spend hours at it. Uh, how about Cheryl for a girl? Over my dead body. Uh, Heather? Mm-mm. Bonnie? Ooh. Candy? Oh, no. Of course, there were some bad moments. Ben came home Tuesday night, boiling. Miserable, sneaking little pest. Ben who? That... He had the gall to call me up at the office. I got back from lunch, and the girl told me that a Mr. Harvey called on urgent business. He called four times. Then he came up to the office. Well, who was he? What was it all about? He was a salesman for the Heidi-Dydy diaper service. I had three <laughs> clients waiting outside in the office while he blabbered on about sterilizing and biweekly deliveries. But and... how did he find out? Oh, uh, they must have a Ouija board. Well, it's only been a few days. I think they bribed the receptionists or lab technicians or hospital people, or maybe they're related to the mice. I don't know. I, I told him that if he didn't get out quietly in 30 seconds, I'd sue him for invasion of privacy. Did he go? Yeah, but he left a sample on my blotter. I didn't see it till the next client came in. Had to make believe that it was a handkerchief and stuff it in my back pocket. That was a mistake. A mistake? Why? It had built-in safety pins. <laughs> I had to check back at the doctor's, mostly to discuss a referral to an obstetrician. Ben was left to pry Pete away from his car models and put him to bed. I just have to glue the fenders on, Pop. The fenders will keep till morning. Come on. One fender. In bed. The bumper. Come on now, Pete. You're 20 minutes late. Oh. There. That's better. Good night. Good night, Pop. Liz, I didn't hear you come in. I didn't want to disturb Pete. I caught him in mid-fender, but he didn't make too much fuss. Ben. Tell me what happened to the doctor. Ben, we're not going to have it. I'm not pregnant. But the test. Well, the doctor explained it. There was a false positive, something about my thyroid. 
But the second test came back negative. Well, he apologized. He said it happened sometimes. Is he sure this time? Absolutely. He prescribed some thyroid pills and, and vitamins. Ben, I'm not going to have a baby. All I've got is, is a vitamin deficiency. Oh, that's too bad, Liz. I am sorry. I just feel awful, Ben, as, as if we lost the baby somehow. I know what you mean. After I got used to it, I was sort of looking forward to it. I felt sort of proud while it lasted. Come here. Come on, sit next to me, will you, darling? I'm terribly disappointed. Isn't that funny? No. But if it never really was true, I guess it's better this way. I guess so. An infant really would be tough on the other kids. And on us. Oh, I know. But after a whole week of being an expectant mother... I feel useless. Pete's growing up so fast, and, and Emily's practically another adult. It would have been nice to have a baby to take care of again. Wait a minute. Pete? I, I want a glass of water. Okay, go ahead. I thought I could get it in the kitchen. What's wrong with the bathroom? Why, I didn't think of it. I heard Mom come in. Do you want something, Pete? Well, no, I guess not. You better get your water and go back to bed. I guess I don't win it. I guess I don't want any water after all. Then what is it? Nothing, I guess. Mom. What is it, dear? I... Could you bring me... What? A cookie? What is this? Peas? Would you like me to come in and say goodnight? If you want to. And tuck you in? It's all right with me. I thought it would be. Go ahead, dear. Jump into bed. I'll be right in. Okay. Good night, Pop. Good night. All right, Mother. Go ahead. <laughs> I suppose they don't really grow up all at once. Mom! All right, Pete. I'll be right with you. preceding program was transcribed. Join us next week at the usual time for The Marriage. And hear an address by Vice President Richard Nixon following the news on the NBC radio network. Mm.